Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing great, thank you. Another great week for It's The Real. Tell the people what's going down. Well, first of all, last Monday, we debuted on the Full Screen Network. Where can you find that? Fullscreen.com slash It's The Real. You can see what you thought you could only hear, which is you can see our pasty, white, Jewish mugs talking to fascinating guests in our now very good-looking uh, apartment. It is really nice. If you were ever wondering, what do the faces look like behind these nasally Jewish voices? <laughs> we look just as Jewish. Yeah. I wear glasses, though. I have curly hair. Just yesterday, we debuted our new episode with Charlemagne the God, who people know from Power 105. In New York. They know from the syndicated version of The Breakfast Club. All over. You know him from guy code you know him from i mean you can find guy code in like your 16 year old (laughs) high school weed dealers bedroom okay you can find him on uncommon sense that's your 18 year old right yeah uh and and you can find him oh on the full screen app fullscreen.com slash it's the real if you are just listening listen there's there's many other levels to this thing go download that app the first month's free yeah i mean listen this is the difference between listening to the radio and watching you know moving pictures in the 1920s whoa whoa yeah we have entered the nickelodeon age you don't even need to put a nickel in there you don't need to put a dime in there this is for free for the first month if you want to watch the horse race around the track you can go to fullscreen.com slash it's the real yeah go go do that right now also this week we were lucky enough to be asked by e1 to host the listening party for dj drama for his upcoming album quality street music 2 tell the people what goes on at a listening party a listening party is you take a bunch of journalists, you take a bunch of influencers, people around the city, and you put them in a room, normally like a studio or a bar. Or a club or something. Whatever. And you play the music. Now, normally people don't really listen to the music, though. Right. They're there because the the, the opportunity to get people excited about an album is what you really want to leave with, right? Right. Like You want to basically talk about the fact that you were there at a thing. And so... Our involvement, we were asked by by everyone at E1, that's that's Gabby, that's Los, that's Chris. Everyone wanted us to be there to bring some excitement to it and ask some questions of DJ drama in between the songs. So we Yeah, get so up. you're not just, you know, you're not just pressing next, next, next. Right. You have us in the middle being like, oh, so why'd you name it intro? Right. Yeah. So we, we get up on these couches. So we're, you know, heads and shoulders above everyone else. We're Which we already there. are. We're standing on these couches with DJ drama and we go through the intro. We introduce him. We pass him the microphone. He says, thanks to It's The Real for being here. Thanks for E1. Let's get into this first record. And before we can even do that, who shows up? 50 motherfucking Cent. 50 Cent walks in the room, takes the microphone from Jeff's hand, and then what? Never gives it back. He talked forever. And by the way, it was amazing. He talked about, I mean, he was throwing shots at Puffy for no reason. It's not like Puffy's on a song or anything. He just came in there and was just like, oh, Puffy's got Botox in his head and crazy stuff. I mean, <laughs> he was he was like, he saw the cameras. And he was like, this is my shot. This is it right here. We were still on the couch. We were reduced to backup dancers. Wallpaper. The couches were not that big. There was nowhere for us to go. 50 dominated the whole thing. But the good thing is that we were in every single picture. We weren't smiling in every picture. We weren't 
photogenic in every picture, but we were definitely there next to DJ Drama, 50 Cent, Mano, and everybody else who showed up. Yes. So the most important thing is that we got Instagram followers from it. You can follow <laughs> us actually at Instagram.com slash It's The Real. You can also go on Twitter.com slash It's The Real. SoundCloud.com, a waste of time. And by the way... If anyone wants us to host your event, we don't need to speak. We've set the bar right now. You want us to just show up and be in the background of pictures? First of all, we're so tall and we stick out. That's right. We're going to be in the back of your pictures anyway. If you want to put our name on the poster and say that we'll be in your pictures, I'm down. You down? I'm always down. Let's do it. Today's episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real features who, Jeff? Angie Martinez. Well... We can't just call her Angie Martinez anymore. No, it's a New York Times bestselling author, Angie Martinez. Woo! Angie just released her new memoir called My Voice. It's available everywhere in bookstores. It's on Amazon. It's all over the internet. Well, unless it's sold out. It's Listen, even if it is sold out, go download it. Go just whatever you have to do to get that book, go get it. Steal it from your library. Well... Fuck public institutions and get that book. All right, all right. But what's really special about today's interview with Angie is that it's not just Angie. No. We got New York Times <laughs> reader. That's right. That's subscriber. Right. Miss Info. Well, so Angie and Miss Info are longtime friends. They are longtime friends of ours as well. And what you get today isn't just asking questions about Angie's book. It's you get a real conversation with the four of us. So we're just hanging out. You know Angie Martinez and Miss Info from Hot 97. You know Angie's at Power 105 right now. You know Miss Info from writing the five mic review in the Source magazine for Nas, for Illmatic. You know she's run MissInfo.tv, the source for all of your rap news. And now she is a partner at the luxury sneaker retail website, sneakergoods.com. And she's now hosting a new hip-hop show on the TuneIn app. Go get that. These are two industry veterans that we wanted to have on here for a long time. And I'm really glad that they stopped by. So am I. So, we are going to get into this episode, which you can not only listen to here right now, but you can go watch it on full screen. And when do you want to get into it, Jeff? Uh, Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Pushing the V, a.k.a. The Mighty Ducks. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. A Lot of Ends, a.k.a. Vanna White Nightmare. What is that? So many M's. A lot of M's. Oh, carry on. No, it's your turn. Oh, it's Angie Martinez, guest of the show, a.k.a. Miss Info's friend, a.k.a. Nico's mom, a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. author. <laughs> okay, you like that? I made that up on the spot, freestyle that. You killed it. What do you got? This is Miss Info. <laughs> yeah, this is a waste of time with this, the real. Bow, 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 Get on board, Info. Get on board. Stop being so smarky. Yeah, so, that's a downer. What's up? Listen, here's the big thing. You do a oh, what's up. That's a good one. That is. By that the way, AKA, so up? the AKA that Jeff came up for you oh, yeah, what years is it? ago, yeah. I said that a great female rapper's name would be Kelly Grippa, and you were like, I'm going to take that for my BBM. Ooh, I should have took it. No, but you did, though. You had it as your BBM name. I did? Yeah, for I a while. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. We have, like, I, I think you emailed <laughs> us saying thanks or something Angie. like yeah. that. Yeah. It meant so much no, to me. No, this actually, this actually is, is Angie's life. So that is my yes. life. My Voice, a memoir. Congratulations, number one. Thank you, man. Number two. So we got these today. Shouts to Rock Nation. Just today? Yeah. <laughs> 
Come just on, today, man. we were on them for a while, and they blamed it on a wrong address. Yes, I think. they sent it to somebody else. So yeah. congratulations I was with to you them. the other day. You could have should have just stole two that day. You would have been ready. So you haven't even read it yet. No, we no, did. Actually, you want to know what? We spent all day reading <laughs> yeah. it. So like, we're no good. way. Yeah, we yeah. did. Oh, By the way, but that. the first thing that I read in here was the acknowledgments, and I thought they were very sweet, including the fact that Minya was Minya is misinfo. Minya is misinfo yeah. for those new to the party. Like, like right up front next to Shaka, and it was really, really nice. Yeah. Before you know Shaka, even I, I feel like you just spoiler alert because <laughs> I haven't seen the acknowledgments. Are you kidding me? No, I mean we have two copies. Would yeah. you like to see one of them? Look I at it. Read it now. Read it now. Live here. Yeah, live here okay. with our friends. It's okay. okay. Because uh, can I tell you why I haven't read it yet? Uh oh. Yeah, sure. Uh oh. I think you need to be closer to the mic. You do. Yeah? <laughs> because okay, the reason why I have not read it yet is because I've literally gone to three different bookstores, and I've gone to one bookstore twice within one week and I've complained and I've asked and I've been nice and I've tried and it's always sold out it's always always sold out also online sold out which is an amazing freaking problem to have that's a wonderful problem it is a it is an amazing problem it is a problem when are they gonna re-up well the problem is so you (laughs) you the thing you don't want the thing that's so exciting but that you don't want to happen is that the day your book comes out you are you have an alert from Amazon that it's out of stock. Right. Day of release. So you've been promoting for all these weeks for people to wait for this day and then it's out of stock. Day of release. So they're chopping down trees. So to the make immediate more reaction is like, Oh my god, that's yeah. amazing and that what was equally amazing or even more so amazing was that so then all the buys went to Barnes and Noble. Then Barnes and Noble so the first day on Barnes and Noble, I'm like number two behind Harry Potter. So it's like Harry Potter and Jim Martin. That's what I said. Fuck <laughs> Harry Potter. And then everywhere I went, it's fucking Harry I went to LA. It's Harry Saw Potter that, yep. to ride. Harry Potter to <laughs> get out the airport. It's Harry Potter fucking billboards. I'm like, fuck him. Yeah, where are your rides? Right. I have no rides yet. Anyway. Angie Land coming to the Bronx. <laughs> so then I'm like number two behind Harry Potter. Then I'm gone. I'm not on the list like two days later I'm like oh shit nobody's buying it anymore but the problem is Barnes and Noble sold out because they had everybody that so now you can't get it online and my publisher promises me as of today or tomorrow that they are restocking and whatever but so all week of release it was it's very like hard to get. It's just, it's just it's very nice problem to have, but it's very frustrating. Yo, we should sell these. Yeah. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> I thought about doing it. I had like I seven know. in my house. I was about to put them on eBay, trying to, to come up. Your trunk. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to do a come up. But, you know, I just, I, I, it really reminds me of over the years, we always hear artists complaining on the day of their release. Not enough that copies. That not enough copies of their album were in the stores, and that's why this number was this number, and we never believe that. <laughs> it's Wait, really why, true. Why should we believe it this time, though? <laughs> it's, I swear. It's I really swear, weird. I went to so many stores, and I just kind of looked at them like, it's Angie Martinez. Didn't you think that you should get more than 11 copies? Well, here's what happened. So this is what I've been told by people in the in the world. Okay. Is that book the book people, you know, the them, <laughs> mm-hmm. the book people. They. The, the they, yeah. Yeah. they look at somebody like me and they say, she's category hip-hop. She's category Latina. She's category radio, local radio personality. Yeah. And then, so then that determines how many books they buy, no matter what anybody else tells them, no matter my social media numbers, no matter my how many years I've been, like, nothing. that's it. They go into categories, and then they do a number based on that. And so the good news is that we busted through that number so that hopefully the next hip-hop book, the yeah. next one, maybe they would, might think twice. So that right. gives me great pride. So can you re-up with the publisher for the next book? 
no, for this book, we're still reading up. We're just starting to do this. Just I'm, getting I'm to stores. I'm a new contract with them. Show what you've done with this. Yeah, Eric wants it, you to do a second memoir. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I remember. For the past two weeks, this is what happened. This is what went down. And the four things I forgot to put in the first book. <laughs> No, it's not even the publisher's fault. It's just like you know, it's just it's just proving yourself, I guess. So it's just part of it. But I'm really, honestly, beyond the books that have sold, which is a, and that's what my publisher's always like. Listen, I know you think it's a problem, but like, just take a moment to be to just acknowledge, like, wow. He's like, I've been in this business yeah. for a long time. You know, he made me feel better, and then he also re- reminded me that you know that we will. That this is a long. This is not first week. It's not album sales. Not like, like relax. Yeah. Right. Yo, it's 50 only cents one not week. Making fun of you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's not a long week. And, and also, by the way, first week you did. F- you far exceeded expectations that anybody had. Not that we didn't believe in you, but trying to sell that to book people. Right. It's like you far exceeded. So you've got everybody's attention. Let, look at it that way. And then also, what I told him, I was like, the truth is, is like, yes, I'm fighting because I'm a fighter. <laughs> so if I feel like something's not fair, I'm gonna fight for it. Right. But the truth is, most important is that when you go to these damn book signings, my God, the the way that people it's the way that people are receiving the book, that is like by far blowing me away more than like anything else. Like really connecting it, really like remembering stories, really like picking a page, like when you said this and quoting it. Did like that happened in L. A. too. I was Were just wondering. In L. A. Yeah. too. Yeah, I told you she's gonna she's gonna take over your interview if you That's don't let her sit back. <laughs> it happened in, in, in L. A. too. Because I know you were saying that in the Bronx it was especially like moving. It but was. But then in L. A. was it a, a same feat? thing? No, same thing. It was the same thing in L.A. How, how did you? Even, how were you even hearing me? How did you? They would listen online, or they just were a lot. Of, a lot of the people from L.A. The, in store, those people were introduced to me through, through the music. Radio. No, the oh. music. And then we're like, oh, oh wow. she's a radio personality, and then got to know me as a radio personality. It's a that's a thing outside of New York, by the way. <laughs> and so um, that's so backwards, right? Like it's so <laughs> for us it is because yeah. we're from here, but for them it wasn't. They're like, oh, I like us. I like if I could go, and then they're like, oh, she's on the radio too. Let me see what that's about. That's online, o- also, yeah. And so, um, yeah, the LA uh, blew me away too. Really. So dope. what is it? What is oh. it saying? <clears throat> oh, okay. sorry. Carry on. <laughs> so in the acknowledgments. Uh, my voice uh-huh. uh, the third paragraph mm-hmm. to be clear mm-hmm. it says to Miss Info and Shaka Pilgrim who I trusted enough to share this book with before the rest of the world thank you for being so dope and for caring enough to help me get this right that's pretty great oh! that's pretty great <laughs> Minya's leaving with the book <laughs> <laughs> and this one's mine when did you guys yeah. first meet oh wow I don't remember I, I have no clue well, I, I think you were always there. <laughs> you know what, though? Right, the I, second I set of footprints. I really wasn't because I, and I came in um, under very, probably not ideal circumstances because I came in as a part of a morning show that was a temporary morning show. It was Sway was was uh, doing the morning show after a whole bunch of a star and buck wild, you know, a controversy. So I was also never on the radio prior to that. Never had any aspirations to be on the radio. And definitely for all of the people who were working so hard to get on the air, I skipped the line, and they hated my guts for it. Who hated you? Who did did it? (laughs) Well, I don't ever remember. Certainly not Angie Martinez, but I I think that that actually laid the groundwork for how I always perceived her because when you are comfortable in your skin and comfortable with your 
skills and your integrity and who you are and where you're going um, and you don't live with regrets and you don't live with a bunch of resentment, then you don't hate other people. And I, I rarely, rarely hear Angie ever say anything critical about anybody except for like if they you know make a, a valid mistake and then she's even then she's very understanding like but maybe they felt this way like even in the book you see that <clears throat> and i'm not that good of a human being <laughs> so yes, you are. she never gave me that feeling of bitch what do you who do you think you are to be here at the number one station in the number one market um with no experience and I don't think that I deserved that opportunity at the time but when the door opens you have to go through it and um, eventually I think I, I worked hard to be worth it and I think that it, I wouldn't have been able to feel comfortable at the station if it weren't for people like Angie and, and Sway really Sway for bringing me in but then people like Angie who are already established not you know, just making me feel like shit. So you guys didn't even have like much of a relationship outside or any relationship outside of at work all, at right? That point. Totally different day, like times of the day. I mean, I'm there at six a.m., <laughs> so it's hard. I don't to like to even know six a.m. <laughs> exists. <laughs> I don't even like to know that it happens. Right. I want to come around <laughs> and I want to awaken after this. But even yeah. like you know, like with the industry the way that it is, like everybody sort of ends up at the same places at night. You guys weren't, you didn't, did you know, like, vibe and and stuff like that? Did I know what? Like, Min Minya's uh, work and vibe and everything. You weren't work. you weren't, like, mixing with the with the magazine people like that. I didn't like to mix with there's, magazine there's, people. There's levels, I got you. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, you know, I meet people all the time, and I'm like, I think they're nice people. I don't necessarily know what everybody does all the time. Not somebody, I don't think that I knew who you are or, or all of your history. You know what that also has to do with? The, the record industry was very different. There was a publicity department that was only for print media, and then there was a promotions department that was only for radio okay. so there were two different people who were responsible for entertaining two different parts of you know the, the, the world media. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we never got to mingle mingle until, until hot i'm not much of a mingler anyway <laughs> just for no reason that's a lie <laughs> it's a lie you're that's way more mingly than me oh my god i hate everyone are you no. <laughs> you go to way more like industry events, social okay. events than I ever did. Can we tell you or the do. first time that we met that Minya? Is true, at an industry event. It was an industry, but it was a video game industry event. Yeah. yeah she, well, she would never have gone to that. Yeah, exactly. That's right. true. We met Minya at. No disrespect to the it was people like, who were there. <laughs> guitar Hero or 2 or something like that. Yeah, there, it was Rock Band. I rock like Band. A, I like a little yeah. Guitar Hero. And we met, we met Minya. <laughs> Why I, now you're angry that you weren't invited. Uh, who was in charge of the list? <laughs> You know who's on Minya's like team or her like her band? band? I playing, yeah, I was playing rock band. Oh. with with horse from the Braveheart. <laughs> oh, how nice! Yeah. Star, very very talented drummer. See, see, that's what you missed out on. I know. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> and the first time we met you was at Minya's birthday party when she did the karaoke birthday party mm-hmm. and K Town. Yeah, K Town yep. with. Joe Button and DJ Envy. Oh, Joe Button. Joe Button did um, Jodeci. He did. Yes, he killed did. it. In karaoke. Yeah. He was kind oh, of amazing. By the way. I may have fell in love with Joe that day. <laughs> well, I mean, we platonically, of course. Right, sure. So we've known Joe a long time, and he's invited us to, like, pool parties and such, but we have never been invited to a 
like a game night at Joe Button's. Yeah, because you guys, uh, we're friends. You're we, not built for it. <laughs> you're not we, really. We just want to experience it. We want. Yeah, wanna... but I feel like uh, you got to be real serious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like you guys would be making jokes, and you think it's a joke, mm-hmm. and like we're not. We don't really joke a lot. Yeah. Joe. Joe did say that you are the toughest out of everybody. He should say that. <laughs> why are you surprised by that? And why do you say it with such a tone? I resent that. Wait, you who, know, who that's cheated? actually Somebody why I don't really. Games. I don't know. Kai's maybe. I don't. Or what? no, Irv. I don't know. Somebody. I don't cheat. That's one thing I don't do. I, I don't cheat, and I don't like a cheater. I will get up from the table and walk out of the apartment <laughs> if I see you cheating. Have you been, Minya? Ange is a uh, not with Joe because I think Joe bets, and I'm very stingy, so <laughs> I don't think that I would do well in that. I mean, even like in poker games, I'd be like, ah, five dollar buy-in. She's wild cheat. Come cheat right on. But Ange is one of the most vicious. <laughs> fearless <laughs> aggressive competitors in any game I mean it could be like shoots and ladders I'm trying to <laughs> be a better know. person I'm trying it to be a like better person terrifying bowling yep poker yeah monopoly <laughs> it's true <laughs> what else Connect well because four. here's my thing here's my thing why Domino. what are we not doing this for fun like if we came to play we came to play <laughs> no. so we really are there for fun. No, we're not. <laughs> we're actually sitting around eating pizza, watching the boxing We're not. For fun. We're not. That's a game you go to. <laughs> when I go play Monopoly with like Joe Button or Irv Gotti or but something like that. we're at your that. house sometimes. And it's like, oh my God, I'm not going to survive. I'm going to die here. Yeah, yeah. And it's fine. You could eat brownies and sit on the right. side and have a glass of wine or something. Right. But here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I, I know. I have gotten better over the years because I have consciously worked on it because it was used therapy to be, it really has i had to consciously be like okay let me just walk away from the table right. and be gracious let me and not say you suck that's because you, you know what I mean? let me except not except when that. you watch your son play sports yeah no i'm super i'm super <laughs> aggressive there there's some games i have to sit out quite honestly really yeah because there's some teams that the parents are out of order and i Ooh. and i choose i choose to not engage. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not embarrass my child, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, sometimes. So I have to, like, keep away from certain games or certain... When do you in- have to intervene? Like, when do you have to no, because people defend are, him? Well, at any time anybody says something <clears throat> crazy to him, yeah. I have to defend him. You can't talk to him. He's a kid. Like, you can't... I don't care what the game is. Like, do not talk to my child. <laughs> talk to me, lady. But that's kind of the thing that I need to <laughs> like, learn. Because you all. there's also a, a fine line between you speaking out for your son and your son just kind of being able to handle it on his own or and you getting arrested <laughs> my son can handle it on his own with other children oh, mm-hmm. oh i'm so talking like about parents, parents out of order like fam like you cannot talk to somebody's child in an aggressive nasty tone without the other person's parent feeling some type of way it really gets crazy too it really gets crazy and wild compa- and i'm a competitive person and i'm even competitive during his games but I also would never talk to somebody else's child right. or or say something negative to somebody's child. That's crazy. So when, when Puff went and like threatened the UCLA coach because yeah. his son was being yelled at or whatever, right. you felt it was... Well, I don't know the circumstances okay, true. of that, so I don't want to jump out the window. I don't know what happened, what he said. I don't know. Well, you know, I, I have never gotten to the point where I... What did he hit him with something? He threw a kettleball. Yeah, kettle 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 I have yeah. never gotten that far. That's what I'm saying. But I do. But have underst- there been kettleballs but around? I, do- <laughs> I am not in no way defending Puff. I don't know what happened there. I don't know the specifics. But I do understand the feeling mm-hmm. of somebody violating your child and you losing your 
motherfucking mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that part I can I do understand. Right. Well, Minya's son is already like, you know, a refrigerator with a head. He he's, is. he's going to <laughs> He is. He's he will take down any any adults or punches me in my face every morning. Good morning, Ma. <laughs> no, her, did you see the size of her child? Yeah. Yeah. He's the same size as her. He's yeah. what? One? He's one. <laughs> yeah, yeah he just old. turned one. He, yeah. If he was sitting here, he'd be like right here. Next <laughs> Still can't talk. It would be, her, it would be her, me, and then him, like right yeah. here. I didn't give birth to him. He was just wearing me as a backpack. <laughs> yeah. Is it public the size of your child when he came out? Yeah, ten pounds. Ten pounds, one ounce. This little thing. Yeah. And delivered a ten and pound. And tell baby. the people that what happened to everything that was bought for him. Oh yeah, he had to skip. <laughs> we brought him home, and like everything that I had washed. So <laughs> oh, like the cut off all the tags. <laughs> Size, like zero to three months is a wrap. A wrap. I had to go buy six to nine. <gasps> right, sleeps in a king size bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he's phenomenal. <laughs> I love him. How's your one been? Um, it's been a very interesting one year. Right, like I, it's the most fun that I ever had. I also feel like it's super cliche, but. I was around and I was living and I was doing things, but I really didn't have like a purpose. You know, every purpose was very like for the next week or maybe for that year. Maybe I had a goal that I wanted to, you know, get to a certain job or something like that. And now I feel like, oh, that's what I've been around for for all these years is for this little rugrat. He's so so cute. (laughs) He's so cute. How is and how is how is your parenting been? Has it every is it everything you thought it would be? Um, Did it change you as a person? Very much so. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm a more kind of level headed person than I used to be. Don't you think so? Except in Monopoly. I didn't know you before. You've always only only known me. Yeah, I I didn't know. I only knew you with young Nico. Oh, I feel like I know you forever. Um, I don't know. I think I. uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I've learned a lot from Angie as a mom, though, even. So what's interesting is before you have a kid, you don't really think about kids that much. Like, you don't think about what you're going to be like as a mom. At least I, I, I didn't. I never think about myself as a mom. <laughs> <Right>. Really? <laughs> you should. Yeah. Prepare a little. Yeah. Spend some time. I've been very maternal. Broaden your thoughts, okay? But Angie is also kind of that type of mom who would bring her son around and talk to him like a normal person, not like a little child, never heard any like baby talk. Oh, yeah, I'm like, it doesn't my baby. <laughs> Nothing like that. So yeah. it was a new kind of parenting. And also she would tell me about situations where she had to discipline her son and did it in a way that I just wish that uh, I knew more parents who were disciplining their kids that way. Very fair, um, but... Not a lot of hand holding and not a lot of like, I don't know how you what you would say pussy footing around. Like yeah, around. no, I hold him accountable. I think yeah. for um for himself, so his decisions and if we have deals, agreements, we'll do a written agreement on things. And you know, I'm trying to raise a a responsible, uh, thoughtful. I think he's human also aware being. too of the world that you live in, mm-hmm. the blessings that he has. You know, and I think that's really hard. You said that he's over uh, Instagram. Yeah, I'm so happy. <laughs> I was so worried because when he first, he asked me for Instagram and he asked me for Snapchat and I said, no and no. 
And then uh, some time passed and I see all his friends have it. Wow. And then I see even some of his like some family members that are even younger. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm basing my thoughts on how I feel about it. Yeah. And I'm basing my thoughts on what I think is the right thing. But let me let me go back. Let me revisit. Let me talk to him and get his feelings. Because I don't also don't want him to feel like so like I'm missing what's happening and all his friends. are. Talk- I don't want him to feel like that kid. Yeah. So. I went back to readdress it with him to have a conversation. And he was like, no, I'm over it. <laughs> he was like, I see with my friends and they spend so much time. And I'm just wow. like, he's like over it. You didn't tell him that likes are uh, equal to happiness. <laughs> I thought about going that approach, <laughs> but I thought, no, no, maybe that's not such a smart thing. <laughs> you're thinking short term. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And so, so far we're good. So I, I went back to readdress it and he was like, not pressed. <laughs> not even about Snapchat. Because it seems to me like no, he didn't. He now. didn't want yeah. it. He's Snapchat more. He's more wants to play video games than he cares about being social media. He wants to watch YouTube. He wants to watch people playing playing video games on YouTube. Oh, that's what is that? that's, that's his like yeah. yeah all of that. No, all by all of them. Chris Smoove, all those like he's into that. Wow. He knows them by name. He knows how many followers they all have. He is in it. So yeah, that's that's his. So that's so that's the problem I have <laughs> as opposed to social media, and I'm okay with that. Was he named after the hotel that you stayed at in L.A.? He was. During the Tupac interview? No, he was not. No. It's spelled differently, but he both <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. If that was true, it would be such a mind bomb. I would have probably had to leave him Oh, my God. Because I did stay at the Nico Hotel. I know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. How did I never piece this together? Right. And these two idiots get right. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I just liked the name. I don't know. I heard it somewhere. I liked it. So but, you know, if you want to go with that, if yeah, that yeah, gives sure. you, that. That's, that gives that's you that's some context need, to the book. Yeah. No, no, we need headlines out of this interview. <laughs> yeah. Use that. Yeah. Angie Martinez reveals. Yeah. So uh, Rock Nation set up this event where, coinciding with the book, Angie would lead this tour around New York City on a double-decker bus. <laughs> that was so weird. And Whose idea was that, Angie? I think it was Jana. It was either Jana or Yana. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was weird, but it was kind of amazing. But you tell, you say what you think. So, well, <laughs> the first thing that happened was we were told it was at 44th Street. And we're like, cool. So we show up at 44th Street, and then we hit up Rock Nation. And we're like, there's no bus. There's no people here. They're like, oh, yeah, because it's 41st. We're like, not what it says in the email. Fine. We go down to 41st. They tell us to go to Broadway. Anyway, three different places later, we stopped. We eventually get on the bus. That's excellent. You showed up, and you were just like, hey, the real is here. And we were like, no, it's 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 the real. The real is your friend, Adrian Bailan. Fine. I know. Fine. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> and then you came on the bus, and we were so excited to see you. And you were What the hell is the difference between it's the real and the real? It's I abbreviated it. It's no, the shortened version. If you try to search for the real... Uh-huh. Online, you will get everything else. So you get salty because they took your shine. No, we Yo, get salty when Eric people email us. Yeah, well, we get yeah we get people um, hitting us up asking why can't we get um, Adrian Bailon to perform at their niece's quinceanera? <laughs> no, like, you didn't. Yes, yes we did, did. all the time. Yeah, and before Tamar and so, wait, left. Wait, really? This yeah. makes you salty. This makes I'm just you salty. like we are nothing like those women on TV. Like you, you know? are a little bit. I though. mean, if you I mean a we're driven. Yeah, that's right. We have conversations that are smart and engaging. Right, there's five of us. Yeah. Um. So so you got on the bus and then we took off and we were going to head to places that meant something to you around the city the Palladium. Yes. We we, we started at um Brian Park. Brian Park mm-hmm. which is where the whole Tupac part in the book comes. So right. we started there. Mm-hmm. Then we went we drove by the Palladium because I tell a story in the book about that. And would you like, imagine that nobody on the bus really knew of the Palladium? I mean, oh, well, seriously? everyone on the bus was 17. So. Yeah, they weren't 17. They were not. <laughs> Someone was from didn't. NYU and she was just like, oh, yeah, that was my dorm. 
yeah, yeah. Didn't know of palladium. Yeah. It was interesting. Okay, carry on. Carry on with your story. Uh, I loved how we were driving by and, and every, I almost every got so killed often, by yeah, a light. Jeff would have to be like tree and <laughs> or like I saw it on snap. I saw yeah. it on snap. Yeah, it was crazy. It almost took my life. The bus. Um, and also, Angie would get into conversations that were longer than like seemingly it would take to get from one location to another well no the bus driver was not on the same page <laughs> so like Andrew would be like we already passed like yeah. the plane <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Well, that, it was back there. Yeah. But it was fun. And then also we had a guy that was next to me that was actually just giving like regular New facts. York yeah, tour guy yeah, facts. Yeah. So so in, was the, so in the middle like, of my, this is where I ran into pop. And then this yeah. is where, I, and then he'd be like, and did you know that the Empire State Building <laughs> used to be the toilet? Yeah. Yeah, or like, what ethnic groups are the most like populous <laughs> yeah. in Wait, this area? Why did they feel that you needed to... M- Mash up both the We were just time stores. filler. It was yeah. no, it worked. I think we it went worked for three hundred blocks. Yeah, <laughs> we had to fill time. We had to fill time. Then we went uptown and got mafongo. We yep. did. We stopped on Dykeman. Where? Dykeman Street. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was okay. good. It was we good. did pass by your grandmother's or your grandfather's place. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We we went down Dykeman and then Fat Joe and Remy uh, came on the bus, on the bus. which yeah. was very nice. We and had then mafongo. people started screaming for Fat Joe and Remy, yeah. also for you. But yeah. somebody threw his number on a ball, like like a handball. Yeah. Yeah. And threw it onto the bus. But wait, what bus. was the best thing that Fat Joe said right when he got on the bus? He said, it "Has the mofongo?" No, no, no. He, he, he did say that. He did that. No, he goes. He said, "He said, Yo, Ange, do you know Bet Midler used to live up here?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. And then immediately the tour bus guy. Was I know. Like, was like, oh my god, Bet Midler. Like, oh, my job. He was like another fact. <laughs> That's hilarious. That I didn't ben know Midler. that. So. We've never like formally sat down with Fat Joe, but I feel like he's in this position now where he's like this unbelievable wave in 2016 has made him just like very comfortable with himself where he was like just sitting in the back enjoying and like talking and and just you know, espousing facts about uh, Ben Midler, but not yeah. <laughs> but like, I thought so that was random. I, th- I thought it was so nice, though. He just yeah. seemed like very real in that moment. Well, I always know Joe to be that because I have a relationship with him. But I do think he's very comfortable right now. And I also that day kind of lended itself to that because it was one of those days where you're like, you get on this bus and there's no like script and you're just kind of freestyling. <laughs> so you're just sharing and talking. And Joe gets on. And he's like, well, yeah. where do I sit? <laughs> he doesn't really know, so he just gets in where he fits in. It was a kind of interesting I'm sure he also day. Didn't look at it as a gig right you know what i mean it was like well how much did you pay him to be on the bus <laughs> i paid him one mofongo yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also i mean this guy whether people aren't figuring it out until now um or not he has always been the greatest storyteller in hip-hop oh my god yeah bar none and he's also been had a whole nother life that he's created um that existed before this year and before all the way up. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just kind of like happy. Yeah. I always enjoy when artists of a certain age who have had like a very distinguished career don't have a problem with talking about everything they've done to this point. Right. Yeah. Like I love Busta Rhymes whole catalog and I want to hear about all that stuff, but he doesn't want to talk about stuff that has happened before. He wants mm. to talk about stuff now. I huh. love Bun B. Bun B is one of those guys who will talk about like whatever and right. like his whole career. And I feel like Fat Joe is one of those guys who's like, yeah, I experienced a lot. I think something happens. You have to get to a point where you're comfortable with the fact that like you're either a certain age or you have a certain kind of like, you know, there used to be this thing in the business where it was like once you got to be a certain age, you like weren't relevant anymore. So mm. I think Busta comes out of that. Eight, that yeah. You know, he's been around for that type. Of, so I think right. he may still have some of that. Um, and I guess we all have to an extent. It was mm. always like this fear. I turned the corner where I, when I realized, like, 
wow, I actually have some shit to share that could actually help other people. And by the way, I'm confident enough to know that I'm not finished. <laughs> like I still, I still have things I right, still want to do. A contract that says you're not finished. <laughs> yeah. I have, con- con- they're contractually <laughs> obligated to keep me working for a little while longer. But also, I have like, you know. I feel like I got a lot. It, I, people asked me the other day, like, how, when did you feel like you made it? I'm like, shit, I don't, still don't feel like I made yeah. it. I still feel like I've had some great experiences, but I still don't feel like I've made it. So having that understanding, it makes me feel comfortable to tell you about what I was doing 10 years ago mm. or however many years ago. Um, and, and, and I'm okay with that. But I do understand, Buster, and I do understand that mentality because it ha- was always drilled into our heads. Mm-hmm. Like, once you get to a certain age, you can't be in hip-hop anymore because it's a culture of the youth, mm-hmm. which really, it's not. It's just a culture. You don't turn a certain age and, and not feel connected to it anymore, by the way. You feel connected yeah. to it forever. And by the way, if you only have one age group or one perspective, then the culture is cut short. It's like it's not full because you don't have perspective. You don't have history. You don't have you know, experience. Um, so you need all those different voices. And it's even more important to have voices that are still in it. Yeah. That also can speak to when it was maybe better this way or maybe when it was worse this way and have like a, a fuller perspective of it. I can't really speak to that because I'm only 21. Mm-hmm. I understand. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I understand. <laughs> Going on 12. Yeah. But I think that that's actually a lot of what J. Cole mm-hmm. refers to in the intro. Yeah. He, you know, for somebody so young, he definitely s- has this very mature, very wise grasp on how important it is to see everything that happened before and to put it into context and also to um, weigh how valuable it is um, and that you can't really move forward unless you have, if you, unless you've learned and you something. And you don't have to be 23 to be <clears throat> dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. can, it's okay. You can be dope at 43. You could even be dope at 53, believe it or not, and 63. <laughs> you sure. could be, just be, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to feel like the best of you has been, I don't feel like the best of me is behind me. I still feel like I'm going to do something. I'm going to continue to grow. I feel like the best of me is in front of me. Yeah, you have a second memoir coming out. That's right. <laughs> well, then I still have to, I have to do enough shit to make another memoir. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to do more in my career <laughs> in order to be able to write again. I don't think that you're that person that, um talks about the past at all though so that's why like you can write a book if you're not already living in the past every single day that's the difference right. though don't live in the past <laughs> right right that's how reflect a lot of and have moments stuff. yeah i'm having a moment now of reminiscing because i wrote this book and so i'm in that kind of like retrospective kind of a lot of the interviews want to talk about that but in my real life Never. Never. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm shy of it or hide of it. It's just because I'm in the, you know, I'm trying to create new things totally. all the time. I'm not trying to be like, well, I had this really great interview in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember it? <laughs> Let me pull it up on my phone and show you in case yeah. you forgot. You um, know. The end of that bus trip, by the way, it was around 191st Street because you were, you were like, yo, what time is it? And I'm like, 2.04. And you're like... I'm supposed to be on the radio right now. Wait, yeah. you went all the way up. Why didn't you just make it a round trip so that you could end up where you needed to be? So I it was, was supposed, it was supposed, it was supposed to, to be, yeah. but it was yeah. 2 o'clock and we're in Washington Heights because <laughs> the fungal took mad long it to did. come out of the store. So we're like 30 minutes sitting on Dykeman in this thing with this bus with my pictures and Fat Joe on the top for like 30 minutes. Were people trying to get on the bus? No, but they were just coming over and saying, it was cool. It was like yeah. totally organized and yeah. totally fine. It wasn't Wait, no big deal. So but what happens if you're not on the air? Like, they just they play music till I get there. <laughs> but it definitely that was my l- book launch day ideally yeah. I would have been at work in time sure but I was late thank you for blowing me up <laughs> <laughs> I was late that day well you guys got off the bus and jumped into a sprinter and Jeff and I were like well 
This is it for us, too. We're going to jump off and just ride the subway down to our place. You didn't want to take the bus? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were not going to stop at our place and like let us off. Right. Um, can you guys talk about your favorite DJ Enough memories? Because we've had him on the podcast, and he was like so wonderful. He talked about how he hung out with you even before you guys were on the radio together. Yeah. Um, he talked about what Minya meant to the station when she was there. Can you guys talk about Enough? Huh? What is? Can you ever talk about DJ? Like, no, no. I know. Is he going somewhere? Is he <laughs> Where's he going? I... He's actually right around the corner. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he is. I just adore him. Like adore him. Like if we have same blood. Like enough in my life feels to me like somebody who is my cousin. Mm-hmm. That if I don't see him for six months, it doesn't matter. Like he could come if he called me today and was like, "Angela, kick me out the house." I'd be like, "Okay, Nico, go get the extra blankets." Mm-hmm. Uncle E's coming over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I right. feel that connected to him that I could not speak to him for four years. And he, I just love him forever. And he always has, it's always open, going to be open door. So I think, yeah, we were friends before he came on the air. Then we did our show together. And we just cut from a similar cloth. Like, I feel connected to his family. I feel connected to his son. Um, and so we built, he used to call me his work wife. Um, we built a certain rapport with each other that like goes beyond what we do for a living. You know what I'm saying? And I think he's just, um, you know, I think he's great at what he does. I think, you know, um, I don't know. What else do we say? Do you mean personally or professionally? What are you asking me to say about it now? Whatever, whatever. He said that you guys would ride around like late night going to like White Castle. Oh yeah, why is that strange? <laughs> no, nothing strange. It's sweet. I yeah, like a little, it's just nice. Memory. I like a White Castle crinkly fry. I like a little crinkly fry from there. Yeah. I've never had White Castle. Shut your face. Okay. <laughs> that, really? That was, never? Yeah. That was Jeff asking for an invite next time uh, you and yeah. How come well, like, everybody's yeah. getting invited to go to all these places? <laughs> I never get to go to White right. Castle. You can't go to Joe's. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe you should start looking within, looking at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the problem. Yeah, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric's getting all these invites. <laughs> I think uh, I would say about E, I want to say something that is contrary to what everybody else puts out there. Because, it's yes, it's true. He's literally the nicest, funniest, warmest He's like the most person. non-industry person, too. Like, he's not, Absolutely. yeah. Uh-huh. He never, I mean, he's never going to be that person who's you wanna, thirsty. You want to say something bad about him? <laughs> no, no, no. I want to make sure that people understand. He has a crazy temper, though. Yeah. <laughs> E, when he gets mad about something, he will like, he'll talk shit like, uh, and the person is right there. <laughs> I've seen it happen. I saw he can't it happen at the station, himself? and I'm like, oh my god, he's going. That, whoever did that deserved That's it. That's what I'm saying. 100. A- anytime that ever happened, when he would go off on somebody, and and they would know it, like that he was pissed off. I'm like, well, that person clearly deserves it and needs to rethink their life if DJ Enough is mad at them. Mm. But just. For everybody out there in the world, don't think Re-think that he's, like, he's this nice guy. That shit is just, sweet. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think shit is sweet exactly. out here. Shit is not sweet. <laughs> so I, I feel like I did him a favor. Yeah. Whatever happened to the idea of you guys doing it? It's still podcast? happening. Oh, we're just we're happening. just lazy. Okay. No, we're not lazy. We're just trying to figure out the time. But we also don't. You got a lot of goddamn po- podcasts out here. Yeah, yeah, but there's different lanes. Like. All right. So tell me all the lanes. Okay. So we have you. Right. Yeah. Well, What's we your are lane? Our own lane. What's your lane? Generally, it's you have a lane. What yeah, is it? It's funny. 
Oh, they're yeah. in the comedy uh, genre. You're yes. in the comedy lane, Supposedly. but you're like in the comedy hip hop lane. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so then we have but like we have been slightly broadening. Then we have like Nori and like the drinking hip hop. Okay, yeah. Branch. So that's so like line. insider stories from like the Celebrity, '90s and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's which nostalgia. Is tremendous, which, but isn't like that? Also, that's Combat Jack without the alcohol. No. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. and then also there's so they rap, operate in a similar lane. Rap, radar. but they have very different voices though. So listen, right. we're not going to talk about anything from the '90s. No, you and I in our podcast. I don't even remember. <laughs> me too. It's so hard so, for me when they ask me all these questions. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit! I don't even <laughs> okay, so that lane no, is out. We're not, we're not in the nostalgia. We're lane. not gonna go in your comedy hip hop lane. Okay. Okay. We're also not in the fake life coach. Um, nope. Yan, we don't want to be a Yan lane. Yan lane. No, oh, we're not fixing anybody's life. No disrespect to. Not on purpose. Love. Yeah. Yeah, not like I would like to fix a life. Not in a judgmental way, like no, right, not in right. a. I want to fix a life, okay? <laughs> but through example, because we've learned things. Fine, fine. Okay, right. so who else we got? Uh, uh, Juan Epstein. They're they're more nostalgia too. Nostalgia, uh, hip hop culture. Yeah. Taxstone, Taxstone, Taxstone. Also nostalgia. No, no, no. He's no. from the streets. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. He's more of a street angle, but also hip hop. Also tends to do a retrospective conversation. It's true. But so Memphis Bleak was on taxes way different than when Memphis was on Combat Jack. No, when did you uh, do Combat Jack? I, I think, think he, so. he did Drink Champs. Yeah. yeah. And that was amazing in its own right. I'm a little offended that Drink Champs hasn't invited me on. Should I? <gasps> no, you you should be. Miami. And I enjoy a cocktail. <laughs> I do enjoy a co- cocktail. I don't you know need to you need to go down alcohol there. Alcohol and Nori? Do you think I could go uh, on Drink and Champs, though, and only drink and not talk about the 90s? Could we do that? Is that optional? No. So I'm not uh, a producer <laughs> on Drink Champs. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, but you're a podcast guy. I'm, I'm coming to you for advice. Yeah. Because we too. What's funnier is if I go on Drink Champs. Oh. <laughs> because as a non drinker, yeah. you will pass out. Hilarity would ensue. <laughs> So we're trying to figure it out. Okay. But I will say there is a lack of representation from the women. It's yeah. true. In this category. Yes. And this is where you There's could really. There's Angela Yee, but her her podcast is very. X-rated. Sp- no, I was going to say specific. <laughs> very yeah, specific. Yeah. Is that not what you guys would do? <laughs> <laughs> well. Again, I don't remember the 90s. So yeah. I can't <laughs> about all those things that happened. Well, how about this from the 90s? Uh, there's an amazing picture that everyone knows. Can we call our podcast the, not the 90s podcast? I, I kind of like Anyway, it. carry That'd on. Be great. <laughs> no, the great picture of you on a motorcycle. Anything but the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, really, you really were riding motorcycles back then. Murder oh, Minya. Yeah, yeah, Murder yeah. Minya. You know, I think that because I lived a pre-Instagram life, I was able to make a lot of wild choices <laughs> that no, they they like maybe I have scars, but they didn't stain. That's the way that I kind of look at it. Like right. you could make mistakes or do things that were probably not the smartest idea. Um, but you can go on about your yeah, life. Yeah, you could go on with your life and then end up having a kid. You know what I mean? Being semi-respectable or pretending to be so. You have art on your walls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. You're very refined. Yeah, you could fuck up without having a meme. Right. About it. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, I survived a lot of wild. I mean, I, from growing up in Chicago, I was wild in Chicago. Well, can you tell the story about your sister and the library? Wait, can we bring Marta Minya back as a name? Why didn't you use that at the beginning of yeah. the show? Wait, it's not too late. Oh, yeah. AKA Marta Minya. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. <laughs> um, what was it? Oh, yeah, I was not the nicest older sister. I mean, I was a lot of times hanging out in the south side of Chicago just being ratch 
I mean, when you were supposed to be looking after, yeah, when I was your supposed sister. to be babysitting, <laughs> um, I had like a, a a moment where for my prom, um, my boyfriend at the time got locked up a week before prom. Things happen. Who are you? you know. So I, I went to go visit him at county, <laughs> and he said, Aww. and I cried, and he said, okay, well, why don't you go with my homie? So I went to prom with some fellow gang member of his. <gasps> And he tried to feel me up. No. And then I, to- I went and told my boyfriend when he got out. And he killed him. And- <laughs> oh, sorry. What is the statue of Liberty? Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. He didn't kill him, but it was an ugly scene. So, yeah, I had some very questionable life choices. But I made wow. it. You did. You got out of yeah. Chicago. And you came to New York and lived up in Harlem. Yeah. And the other night, who did you run into outside Barclays? Oh, at the, di- at the Bad Boy reunion mm-hmm. show, I saw D. From Rough Riders. Oh. Who, anybody that was in Harlem for a lot of the time in the 90s, late 90s, would know that he was like the mayor. He was up there all the time riding around multiple entourage cars, caravan of, of, of big trucks. And Swizz was there and he had his Benz truck and they were just balling out. But he was so nice. He was always kind of looking out for me. So I would be in like a sketchy area in like a very short dress or something like that and then he would just pop up and be like you alright? you good? and I'm like I'm good now I feel much better he's like your guardian angel yeah kind of like a guardian angel I love guys like that he's still like I see him nothing but love so warm you guys connected because you rode a motorcycle so yeah yes (laughs) bike gang yeah exactly Exactly. I love that but there's people who I mean we would bump into especially I was kind of mad that you weren't around for the um, for that show just because there were so many people that I haven't seen it in so long. Since the 90s. <laughs> like who? Remember Slim, who was always with Bad Boy? Kinda. Light-skinned guy, uh-huh. skinny. From 112. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't want no, yeah, not, not, not him. But I saw him. You like that? <laughs> and I saw... Can you do Only only You? <laughs> no. It was, a, it was an <laughs> incredible not. collection of Can you do Cupid? Memories. I could, but not now. Total, total. If you would have uh, had wine, I would have done it. Yeah, exactly. You Drink to, champs. Okay, I, yeah. I, need, I need to be rewarded for my <laughs> foolishness. Nori, that's your cue. You yeah. I'm highly <laughs> offended, by the way. But I'm happy to be here, though. Thank you. Thank you for that. Good clean up. Good clean up. Yeah. So you want us to have a podcast, do you think? Will you feel, uh, will you feel worried? Are you, are you... Will you be intimidated? Will you listen? Will, I'm not a podcast w- listener. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah. What? I don't really listen to podcasts. Eric does. I do. And I would listen to your you podcast. You would listen to ours? I, I would yeah. probably listen to your podcast. I don't really have the attention span for podcasts. See? I feel like you have to... <laughs> young young blogger. Are you, are, you even young in, blogger. are you even interested in the conversation we're having? Exactly. <laughs> I've checked out the entire time. I'm just like... Yeah, (laughs) it's just a man like pushing a wheel in my head that's right so how do we by the way that's the only reason i've done all these podcasts it's not because i want to promote my book it's i'm watching you (laughs) i'm trying to steal from you what i think we could do it's all in plotting for me and info by the way it's not even like it's not even like in competition with radio it's just another avenue to sort of like yeah to be able to talk competition within the podcast oh yeah people seem to not like each other right I mean, seem. Well, I mean, people don't like each other. You yeah. don't like it. You don't like the other ones, the other guys. I don't like Eric, but other than that, I'm fine. Oh. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Jeff's all right. Okay. He's all right. But the um, other podcasters, no. do you like them? We've had most of them on. Yeah, we've had Joe. We've had Tax. We had Peter. We had Sife. We had. Yeah, is that um, begrudgingly like? No, 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 no. We want their audience. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. No, no. We... Imagine if like radio worked like that, where you could just invite 
the other morning show on and just be like, hey, and welcome all your listening audience. Well, okay, so it was a, it was a huge deal when Power started because Hot was the only only hip-hop only hip hop station, yeah. and they took a lot of hot talent that wasn't working at Hot anymore, mm-hmm. and. Then when it came a little closer, obviously there were shots thrown. And But I feel like that era is sort of like not really uh, – besides the morning show issues. Right. I feel like it's not really a thing anymore. Like do you – It was never a thing for me. Not for you. I never really got involved in that. Um, and I think, you know, you get to a point where it's like I think everybody's grown up a little bit. And and not just in age, but I mean, everybody realizes like, okay, none of us own these companies. That yeah. We're all just radio people, right? And so Employees. No, it yeah. doesn't, I think when it first happened, it was such a big, oh my gosh, competition. And it's so, it's <clears throat> so, you always want to pit people against each other. It's just the nature, unfortunately, of, I don't know, the world, the universe. Yeah. The, 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 I don't know, but people just want to do that. Right. Listen, I. Well, if I was like still making music i was a rapper right and then all of a sudden there was another puerto rican girl and she started rapping guess what everybody's gonna want to do pit you guys pit us against each other so when you have one hip-hop station another one comes it's just the natural thing but after a period of time and you start to see actually they're two very different people or they're two very different then it's like okay they're just really all radio people and it's like yes there may still be little jabs here and there just because it's a fun thing to do for some people but ultimately Nobody's really thinking about each other when you show up for work. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I think there are people that know how to use beef as a tool, but they don't necessarily look at the long game. And I don't think that, you know, over time, beef just ends up making things awkward because nobody, at least in 2016, stays in one company for their entire life. Right. Yeah. You're going to no, come in yeah, front of gonna, all these people. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The same people that you see on the I way was, up, you see on the way I down. was worried, though, <clears> when I made the change how it would affect certain relationships how because it's ne- it hadn't been done so nobody that's like friendly with somebody from the other station right. because we were put into that mindset well even like ebro's reaction was like outside of what i think you expected yeah because also he was probably you know he was probably thinking about all types of things how it would affect him and how and also i think he just didn't want to see me go and mm. you know also all of that stuff was happening and also he was blindsided in his defense by it so mm. i think he just reacted in his natural aggressive ebro way which right. i talk about in the book mm-hmm. but um but you know it doesn't mean he doesn't wish me well it doesn't mean he does you know he showed up at my book party. he was at my book party the other day he's mm-hmm. we've been in touch you know since then um you know, it's. I don't see him as much. It's not like we can we go to events together. It's like anybody you work with. If you don't work with them anymore, chances are right, you see you, them less. Yes, right. But it's not because when I see you, I'm not happy to see you, or it's not because all of a sudden I don't like you and you're the enemy because I work somewhere else. Right. But it's like you know, if you work at whatever, if you work at the bakery downstairs, the guy you make bread with all day, when you go uptown to go work uptown, you're not going to see him as much. It doesn't mean that you're not happy to see him when you do. And then there's friendships that like Info and I who are we're we were beyond the station anyway. So when I left, I was not even remotely worried about. Not even for like I. It's like it didn't even make a difference. How it did each of difference. you know when it was time to leave Hot ninety seven? Um, you could like you could for me. I, I you know I talk about it. And it was it was a it was a process of me understanding that. I had this like fierce loyalty to something that didn't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like fiercely loyal to what had what I grew <clears> up <throat> in and what we built, and then all of a sudden it was so different. And I just, I remember just feeling starting to feel stupid. Like things started happening here and there, and I just was like, I don't even ha- what? What am I doing here? And so it made me want to understand 
what my options were and really it just started as that notion what are my options and then from there it kind of evolved into actually this option might be a little better for me and i'm you know so i just got to the point i was okay with it i think for you it was probably different but i think it's because i left right you want to go too yeah. keep it real <laughs> well i will say and this is actually a problem it's maybe not a problem it's just a characteristic of myself i don't i'm just like like this with blinders on until somebody taps me on the shoulder and says hey by the way this room is not really as as nice as you think it is so i think having some conversations with angie um a couple years ago kind of opened my eyes about how things might have changed how the the mood or the feelings you know at the company might have changed but then i also started questioning myself when was the last time i was listening to the radio did i own a radio things like that and i knew that i was always i was always living a different life also because I was always online. So more so than anybody else at the station, I was an internet person. So um, it, I guess it took me a while to really think about how I wanted to do radio and I love talking, but I feel like it shouldn't be limited to whatever the tri-state area is or whatever the case may be. And I think that syndication, you know, like everybody knows Ange, whether it's in LA or whether it's in Miami where she's on the air also and it just needed to be bigger or wider or more accessible so I don't know I just um I also wanted to just do new things and I think that change is something that you're so scared of but the worst thing is for change to happen to you instead of you making change yes yes when yes. change happens yes. to you it's the worst <laughs> scariest that was my thing yeah i didn't want change to happen to me i'm going to be in charge of my life and my changes you're not going to change things around me and i have no choice right that's the worst thing that could happen to anybody by the way it's Mm. like and it happens through life i mean there's always times where you take a l and and then you have to scramble and, and get back up but you know if you if you've kind of been able to see the long picture then you want to make some changes for yourself so. Angie, you talk about in the book, too, you thought about not coming back to the station after you had your son. Mm-hmm. What was that process like? Well, also, you know, I, I've been busting my ass since I was 18 years old with no breaks. Like, it's one of the things I learned. I learned a lot about myself, by the way, writing this book. But that was one of the things like, damn, you was really like you really was yeah. like out here grinding for a yeah. long time you, you don't like realize it until you shifts. look at it like you look at it back you're like wow that's great wow in the moment you don't you're like going and you're charged and your goals and you're ambitious and you're passionate and all that and then all of a sudden you're like wow i did that for those many years but i think at that point when i was pregnant so much had happened i had done the music i was the, it was like so much and i was pushed i've been to the hospital for exhaustion like i pushed myself so hard that i was just like i don't want to diet when i'm pregnant Mm-hmm. I want to eat whatever the hell I want. I don't want to work so hard. I want to just take a minute for myself. And so that was it. I didn't know if it meant going back to 97. I didn't know. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew I needed to sit my ass down for a few minutes because I hadn't for so many years. So, um, yeah. So technically, I wasn't ever on maternity leave. Technically, Emma's probably still owes me like maternity money because <laughs> they never paid me for maternity leave. It was just kind of like my contract was up and I left. I mean, but that during that time, nobody even talked. You wanted to, I feel like from observing um, both artists and friends and relatives, nobody wanted to even acknowledge that they were having a baby and maybe needed time. You nah, that's to, true. I didn't care about that. I never felt that. You wanted to just like, 
try to like get back you know keep your your position yeah. i don't know why i didn't feel like that but i didn't i wasn't <clears throat> thinking about it at all i was thinking about me for the first time like what do i want to do let wow. me take a minute let me just take a minute and see was if that I weird want to go yeah it's weird but it's important and and necessary and that was and then you know that's another thing you know i i know i talk about some of this stuff in the book but it's the truth so it's like i can't remix the truth to tell you mm-hmm. now yeah. um but um it was you know i had i was underpaid for a long time and that was and then you have a baby and you're like I mean, it was cool for a while because I was just so grateful to be there. But now it's kind of like I'm a real grown up and I have a kid and like, yeah, I got to stop paying me what I'm worth out here. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that, you know, because you talk about all the things that you were doing outside of the station and Mm -hmm. also like that they weren't paying you as much as you should have been. And it's like, why did you stay? It was just blind loyalty. Like you you were you were an artist. You were doing all these things that, that took you away from that. Um, yeah, but I was already like one foot out of the artist thing. I think when I had my son, I just realized because that that trying to be an artist and be on the radio at the same time literally was like killing me. Like I was exhausted. Right. And so and it didn't come natural to me. It wasn't like I could was like Jay could go in there and just off the top spit four songs. You know, it was like a song would take me two weeks. Yeah. So it was like exhausting and really hard. It didn't come natural. So I just started to already kind of have that realization like this was cool and I learned some stuff. But it's like. It takes too much of me for what I'm getting back. So I'm going to mm-hmm. stick with the radio thing or, st- you know, do with something that, f- especially with a kid. You know what I'm saying? I can't be on the road like a struggling artist trying to, you know, be in the studio all night. Not with a baby. Anyway, sorry. Carry no, on with your question. Please give us a good summer jam story. This shouldn't be that hard. Come Stop on. Stop it. I mean, it was fun. It was wild fun. It was always I- like a reunion. Yeah, I will say the last summer jam. So the last summer jam that I attended, I, I crazy. I already knew she didn't. She didn't. Nobody yeah, knew. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Right. To me. Only me. Yes. I'm talking about me and like two people at Clear Channel or iHeart now. Right. Nobody. That's so so I'm at summer jam, knowing this is going to be my last summer jam, but can't tell even my dearest friend. Um. You know, that makes me terrified of you. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, there was nothing abnormal abnormal about it. It wasn't like she got up there and then just took an extra moment just to I soak did, it though, in. I did, though. I did, though. But we couldn't. You didn't we see couldn't it. Tell. We yeah. didn't We didn't see you crying secretly in the corner or something like that, did what she, a normal person would do. Did Angie keep saying to you, this is not my last yeah. <laughs> yeah, summer yeah, yeah. jam? I didn't mention see it. See you next year. <laughs> but there was a moment, I remember it. Cause so I'm like I'm absorbing everything because I know and sure. so I'm like on stage I definitely was like you know I always would take a picture of the crowd I definitely but I also didn't feel like sad that's how I knew I was so ready yeah mm-hmm. I was like this is it and I'm okay with it <laughs> like I, I did this many yeah. times and it's amazing but I've done it many times and so I'm ready to move on from this this is a great experience the people are the, still going to be the people I'll just may see them in different places in different ways. Um, but there was one moment where I was like on the side of the stage and you were there and enough came over uh-huh. and he was like taking pictures and something about just looking at E and then you were right there. I definitely felt like a wave of like, oh, wow. <gasps> like, like I, like I lost my breath for a second. I got like a little misty, but nobody knew why or whatever, but it was just something about you and E and us on the side. And it was like, he just looked so happy and I. I just felt yeah. like something happened, right? It was like something that happened to me for a quick second. But other than that, like the whole day, I I just felt like you, like it was just normal. And so and happy. Um, I mean, it was always a very happy. Yeah, um, for the most part, it would get stressful sometimes, but lots of disorganization. And I think that 
we were also um, usually in this one lounge area, so we kind of had it, we had it good because we were in the air conditioning, and then all the artists would come into that room to kind of just say hello or sit down and go on air. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I, I witnessed, I don't know, I feel like we saw so many versions of it that I feel like I did it. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Like I, f- I don't feel like, oh, I missed that. You know, I mean, but I don't feel that way about <laughs> anything. anything. Right. Were you ever nervous to go out on stage? Like, she always it, was. Oh, oh my God. I mean, but that's like that's we had to have so like you. we would have to have like full on pep talks on the side of the <laughs> yeah. stage. Oh my God! Her and Mr. C. Mr. C. was the first one to dra- literally drag me out there, and I think the only way that I survived is by looking at him and not looking at the crowd at all. And um, I don't. There's something about me. I just. I just feel like I want to run away, um, but I would just kind of focus, like focus in on Ange, just focus <laughs> on Ange, just talk to Ange, talk to Ange. You can get through this. And <laughs> you're such a weirdo. That I can run <laughs> off. I am out of there. In regards yeah. to the music, by the way, and I feel like I feel like you having written this book has sort of like changed your mind a little bit about how your music, the, the impression you left with people, because I think yeah. you always thought it was like something so far removed and you're like it's not something you would talk about later on okay we, we grew up listening to you we we loved when you were on the radio before you got pregnant we missed you while you were pregnant Aww. when you came back it was like there's a lot of moments that we shared with you listening right mm-hmm. ladies night lady uh, yo honestly ladies night like mm-hmm. i remember when you had pitbull on ladies on ladies night like when he was really rapping like Pitbull, like that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you got, yeah, you were talking about remember. like, you're like, yo, you got crazy eyes. Like we would listen on Friday nights. I think like, Tom wow. Cruise was on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was the time. Yeah. Time. When you put your music out, that was something like really exciting for us. And we, with no irony, loved If I Could Go. And yeah. by the way, whenever we like Oxcore DJ or a friend of ours were Oxcore DJ, that goes on and is part of the set list, like not even kidding. Right. Now, when we were at Minya's karaoke birthday party and the first time we met you we did tell you that like if they had it in the book we would have done that with you right. there and but you they said that you would have killed us you right. would have killed us yes yeah shot you down yeah, down yeah. At but the karaoke spot. great great song we thought we like we loved everything i mean we're we're hip-hop nerds anyway so we're like oh like animal house that's gonna be crazy and like her, you know the <laughs> whole so like the label situation and we're like we're like so everything cute. about it was great isn't Sicario your, your Facebook friend? He is. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He's my Facebook friend, too. And, okay. and we follow each other on Twitter. Okay, gotcha. But <laughs> If I Could Go was a good song. No, was. great song. Yeah, it was a good what, song. Do you feel that way now because for a while you wanted distance from it? I just don't want to hear it, man. It's like <laughs> if you do something, if you do a great show at your t- high school talent show, you do not want to see that video you know, all the time. Oh, definitely. Listen, they want, want to see on it. On replay. I, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's fine and it's cute. It's not It's not that I have a problem. It's just like when you walk into a party and people, is that my phone? That's so freaking rude. <laughs> <laughs> I would kill somebody for doing this on my show. But it's a podcast, though. Oh, that's fine. Should I answer it? <laughs> that would be wildly rude. Hey, girl. Nothing. Not really. What's up? Um, no, I don't. You know, it's like you walk into a party in 2015 or 2016, and I don't want to hear anybody's song from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't interrupt the flow of the party to play. If I could go, also, right, you like want to hear it, them like things. And I'm supposed to be hype. Like, come on, fam! I wanted to continue yeah, on yeah, with yeah, the future yeah. set. No, that honestly, I I always felt that way. Like, oh. 
when an artist comes into a club and then the DJ immediately turns on like a it's greatest awful. hit of all. It's and then awful. I'm cringing, but they're not. No, it depends what artist. They're like, yeah, that's right. And then and then they want the DJ to play. No, I all never their songs. attention. I never want music. it to happen. Yeah. I never want it to happen. When 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 Joe Budden was on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. When 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 Joe Budden was on the podcast, he said that he went into some hookah lounge with like a bunch of women, and he was like, "We're gonna play." Uh, uh, Cisco's thong song. He's like, right. I just want to hear it. Like, I'm, I'm just in that mindset. Mm -hmm. So he charges up to the DJ booth. He's like, I want to make a request. He was like, I want to hear Cisco's thong song. And he's like, I got you, Joe. Right? And he walks away. And what does he start playing? Pump it up. Nope. nope. Marcus Houston clubbing. Yeah. Remix with, with Joe, Joe Button on it. it. Yeah. Oh, no. And and so Joe's just like, oh, like now, now everybody <laughs> thinks that I has to hear my 2001 feature. <laughs> That is funny. That's what he gets. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he gets. He's trying to be for going to a hookah. <laughs> yeah. Or for asking for thong song. Um, I also saw on I like there hookah. was. By the way, I of course. You by do. the way, Joe and I have been to. We have a little spot that we go to. In together. Jersey, that's at we Jersey enjoy, Light. We enjoy a mint hookah. We enjoy a little <laughs> mint hookah. You know, he doesn't drink, so I have a cocktail. He, we enjoy a hookah. It's, it's, you should try it. Insane. Don't, right. don't be so narrow-minded. I will. <laughs> no. Yo, listen. At the Bad Boy Show. I'm going to go. At the, <laughs> what time at, is it anyway? <laughs> at the Bad Boy Show, when Mary came out. Yeah. And it, it was it was just everything. She turned the place, like, upside down. Yeah. Well, it I was outstanding. She also, it, there was a clear distinction between people who have been performing a lot lately. Yes. Mm -hmm. And people who maybe have not been doing that many but shows. But Carl Thomas killed it. Carl killed Thomas. it. But Carl Thomas killed it to the point where you're like, oh, he must be on the Tom Joyner cruise every year. Yeah. Like he's right, out here right. performing. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he's right. out here. One twelve's he... dance moves were not in coordination. They were good. They were good. <laughs> they were good. Uh, I was really looking forward to Total. And yeah. you could... I mean, they had, hard, they had a lot of sound Audio problems. problems yeah. But then when they didn't have the audio problems, I was like, oh. I thought Puff got better as the night went on. For sure. Um, I saw footage of Total the second night, by the way, and they looked much better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, so because probably they had not seen each other. They probably hadn't performed in a long yeah. time. There was probably, like, no rehearsals. Yeah. Hmm. Mina, do you feel the same way as Angie might have felt about the about her song as you did with, like, your review for the Nas album, where people were just like, here's one thing I know about you. Oh. Let me bring it up every chance I get. Um. No, but that's a cool, really cool thing to bring up. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I. I mean, no. I don't, For those of you who don't know, <laughs> my dear friend Murdaminya over here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was the one who to review Nas's Illmatic album. Oh, there's another AKA Shorty. Yeah. And by the with the alias Shorty, yeah. you have mad. I do have some names. Yeah, you can't complain about the AKs <laughs> if you have a million of them. I need names. Shit. Uh, anyway, so she gave him five mics in the source, which at that time was a very big deal and kind of set the tone. Also, you know Nas what? killed you know it the other I night. Don't, I, I don't feel the same. I wasn't, like, running away from it the way that Angie was kind of like, well, I feel like she's re-owned um, her catalog. But mm -hmm. I wasn't running away from it because it didn't come up until, like, 20 years later. Like, for my entire career, no one even connected me with that except for, like, a real hip-hop nerd, like, Quest Love. Mm -hmm. But... Nobody else was mentioning it, and it only came up because when Nas put out the Illmatic anniversary album, and then NPR, and then I did an interview with NPR about it, that's when it finally 
like people found out. And then I was like, oh yeah. I That's a pretty that. cool stat. You should yeah. put like five mics on your arm. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that would be so hot. Okay, I will. see Illmatic underneath it. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to talk about NPR when we were talking about what? Oh, uh, a podcast. Podcast. Yeah. What about it? I don't know. We we referenced everybody else, and so we left them out. Well, I mean, they also do so many other things, yeah, but fine. I do like the fact that they have like a podcast. I did network. a mic check. Oh, that's a good one. I did yeah. that yeah. one. That's what I did. That's good? really good. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Yes. And they also have like WNYC has like a whole network now. And I listened to those, the uh, new one that they have, Two Dope Girls, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yep. So, Damn. Like we could have we could have had that name. I know. Two Dope Girls is Jessica Williams. Yo, right? come on. You guys are funny. Give us a name. We need a name. We need a really a good, good podcast name. name. I was going to go with like Bad Bitches on Deck, but they already had that, right? So who has what? that? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you guys did a home improvement show, it'd be awesome if you were bad bitches on deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they're from Love and Hip Hop. There's yeah, already a girl, you know, on the yeah. show. It's a, yeah. Mona Scott show? Okay. Yeah. Might be on that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I remember, though. I remember Mona Scott. Yeah. You know her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did that show. The, you know, that it's so show, funny. Yeah. Like, people wait their whole, like, work so hard to get on TV. <laughs> we were on TV. I, I wanted it, to kill myself. It changed every day. nothing in my life. Like, Literally, it's like no one even knew that it happened. By the way, the story in the book made me laugh so hard. Which one? <laughs> when you were just like, you whispered to Minya right before you were about to start killing Kill me. Yeah, yeah. kill yeah. me. <laughs> oh, that that was a recreation of a repeated event. Some days it was, punch me, on fa- punch me in my face right now. <laughs> punch me right now. I'd be like, okay. You know who you would really upset with that besides Angie if you punched her in the face yeah. is the continuity people who were just yeah. like, well, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Our face is so swole on one side. If so we had just had a show where we were just sitting around the the middle console talking shit. What a wasted opportunity. Well, that, that'd be that, a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Before all the podcasts were popping off, before it, it was the same year as The Real started, it mm-hmm. would be its own thing right now. Agreed. It'd be amazing. But then it wouldn't because but it wasn't we'd all up, be in But the places. thing is, is that it wasn't up to us. We were just kind of trying to play along and we were trying to be team players. Yeah. The moral of the story is don't ever be a team player. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're really out here trying to help people. Yeah. That's my... Um, also, is that what you tell your son? That's my young yeah. for you yeah. today. Yeah. Fuck team playing. Okay? <laughs> Go for yours. Go for yours. Be um, off self. Can um, you... Wait, okay. how many people have heard the Tupac interview in full? Um... Maybe a couple handfuls. Maybe a handful or two. Not too many. Have, have you? you heard it? No. Have you digitized it? <sighs> yes. Oh, That's good. A really key I actually have. I have multiple copies of it? I have a hard drive. I have it on my actual computer. I, I have it on a cassette. I have it on the reel-to-reel, which is wow. the original form that I wow. originally edited on. That was pretty wild when you're talking about cutting it with a razor blade and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's how I edited it. Yeah, sure. And back, back in the old days. <laughs> Um, electricity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, Jeff wanted to know what kind of relationship you had with Ed Lover. Um, I love Ed. He hit me the other day. He has a, a show too. He has a radio show, so I'm supposed to do his show. And then he was there also when he got my when he stole my dream interview. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good story. Wait, how <laughs> come? Such a good story. It is a good story. Yeah. It, like, it, I mean, for people who haven't read it, it's about. Well, why the hell haven't you read it? Right. Because now it's available on Amazon.com. <laughs> no, it's back. Today they got them back on Amazon. You can go to Amazon.com and read it. Then we'll tell a story after well, that. It, it yeah. is an no. incredible story, so don't miss it. Wait, but how come? So you're friends with Gail King. Well, I, yes. Can, I, as wild friends that it's like. 
Wait, you're friends with who? <laughs> really? Well, because you say friends, it's not like we go to the mall together. No, I no. adore Gail, and I think she's a great lady, and I and she's been like wildly supportive of me. Like I would run into her. I think the first time I met her was like at a J concert, and I went up to her because she was doing radio at the time, and I was like, I, I've heard your show a few times. Uh-huh. You sound really good. She was like, Oh my gosh, Angie <laughs> Martinez. Yes, I, well, that's a compliment. You know, she was so Yo, generous. Fans. Honestly, they're fans. So. You don't really acknowledge it that way, but you'll be like, oh, yeah, and I'm friends with Jessica Seinfeld, Seinfeld's well, I wife. Would... And then I'm like, yeah, she's a fan of yours. <laughs> I didn't say we were friends. She I said fa- we were. She follows you on Instagram. I said we were Instagram friends. I said we were Instagram friends is what I said. But um, You follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, but I like her. I don't, I've never hung out with her, but I like, I think she's funny and I, and I like her. Stands. They're all stands. We're stands for each other though, so it's okay. But um, somebody was first. <laughs> <laughs> but but Gail was, um, you know, she's just she's been great, man. She I asked if she would come host my first book signing, and she she did. Not only did she come, but she came with her book with like notes on every yeah. page, and she had very specific. And she was like about her. You would think she was coming to interview like the Dalai Lama, or something <laughs> like she was serious and focused and she came in she had questions that she wanted to get to and she wanted to make sure that we had a certain she wanted to know if we could have like pictures like i was like yeah it's just a quick (laughs) (laughs) but i appreciate how serious she took it and then she had some she posted some really great stuff about the book on social media which which i thought was really dope um and so yeah you know she's a fan of the culture so i'm not that surprised and she's also like just I, i just think she's a success story that is really um it's just it's really encouraging for a lot of people because she's that person who kept her head down and just worked hard and probably got dismissed by so many people as Oprah's you know like the equivalent of the hip hop weed carrier right right, right. <laughs> but she was like no I but I have things to offer and I'm going to keep working and then now she's yeah super successful on on her own um, and she follows and in, Angie in on Instagram. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and and she's a fan yeah. of Angie. So, but I think Jeff <laughs> was. I think Jeff was Stop wondering. Stop it! She's yeah, not like, a fan. She's just a nice like, how lady. How do you pivot like that friendship into an interview or something with with Oprah? Or is there? I you don't. Just don't. I just don't. You've never broached it. I mean, she read the book. She knows how I feel about Oprah. <laughs> I have never brought it up to her. Not one time. I think once I said like jokingly like. Well, she knows the story of Ed Lover. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the mm-hmm. story in the book where Ed Lover gets to interview Oprah and I want to kill myself, pull over <laughs> the side of the road. That's what the name of the book should have been. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Or the podcast. Yeah. Ed Lover got Oprah and I want to kill myself. Yeah, listen. <laughs> With Murder Minya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Murder Minya. <laughs> pretty good. It's a maybe. It's a possibility. It yeah, could happen. Yeah. It could happen. There's no bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way, if anybody, if anybody's listening to this podcast, <laughs> feel free to hit us on social media and comment with, if you have any suggestions about what if we ever actually do a podcast. You have to and do Bo it. And I, you have to do it. If you can give us some names and some ge- some su- suggestions, that would be helpful. Thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode of A Waste of Time with It's the Real. Jeff, where can people find more of these episodes just like this one? If you want to actually watch the interview that you just listened to, you can go on fullscreen.com slash it's the real. Do that today and get a full month for free. You can also now watch the episode with Charlemagne the God. It's live. It's live. It's lit. 
so lit. Where else can they find the audio version of this podcast, Jeff? If you want to listen to this and not actually see what our apartment looks like, what Miss Info was drinking, what Angie Martinez was wearing, you can just go on soundcloud.com slash a waste of time. You can also go on iTunes, look for a waste of time with It's The Real. If you want to follow us on any social media, we are usually It's The Real, except for Snapchat, which we are It's It's The Real, mm. and It's The Real Eric, because It's The Real was taken. Gotcha. Well, as always, you can rate, subscribe, comment on iTunes and SoundCloud and, and Google Play if you have one of those, like, I don't know, that heavy phones or something like that yeah if you've got a phone that looks like a calculator go to google because we're there please tell a friend about a waste of time with it's the real because listen we're making moves out here jeff do you have a friend you would like to tell i do have a friend but first you should go i have a friend that i want to tell his name is dave gordon you know him as just dave that's j-u-s-d-a-v-e-e that's two e's at the end Dave is a great dude. We see him all the time, a loyal listener. He's got a lot of friends. He's a very friendly guy. He should make it a part of his introduction when he talks to new people. Be like, hey, my name's Dave. This is what I do for a living. And you know what? One of my interests is listening to A Waste of Time with It's The Real on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. And I like to watch it on the full screen network. Jeff, do you have a friend that you would like to tell? Yes. My friend is... Nico, so Nico hit me up on Snapchat. Yo, he hit me up on Snapchat. And he sent me a, a video of himself blowing smoke into the lens. I got that same one. And when I opened it, um, he said, oh shit, I didn't think you'd actually open it. I got that one too. <laughs> Sorry to make this impersonal, but I got those same snaps. Anyway, if you can let Nico know to keep sending great no, snap Nico content. No, is, Nico is the one you're telling. Right. Oh, no, I'm telling. Well, Nico should tell people to me great snap content. Okay. And listen to the podcast. Always listen to the podcast. By the way, we're very serious. If you want us to host your event, snap us. Get in touch with us. Where are we on Snap? We're at It's It's The Real and It's The Real Eric. It's The Real was taken. Yeah, Jeff is not stuttering when he says It's It's The Real. Yo, fuck. Whoever is It's The Real on Snapchat yeah. who's squatting. Can we, can we listen? I want to find you. Not only tell everyone about our podcast, but get some pitchforks. Get some, like... Lanterns. <laughs> some burning sticks. And let's go find whoever is holding on to this handle on Snapchat. I'm going to find right. you, It's The Real. <laughs> let's do that and have another good week. All right. All right, bye, bye.